It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Training camp has brought us a slew of free agent signings. We're going to reflect on them today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league and the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And of course, a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. Joe, all these free agent signings, and yet the entire AFC East is still on Dalvin Cook watch. It's pretty incredible. You know what? I didn't even think of that. I forgot about <laughs> Dalvin Cook. Forgot I about can. it. My, my, my timeline refuses to allow me still, to forget about Dalvin Cook. We got Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Leonard Fournette's out there. Other running backs are getting signed. We're going to talk about that. But Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook, was he, what, what are we waiting for? Felt like there was the Jets, Money. There was the Dolphins Money. momentum. There was the Jets momentum. Nobody's coming up on the dollars. So he's got to come to grips with what the value Correct. is. Correct. It's either you're not going to play this year or you're going to play for less than you want to play with. Or you're going to wait it out until somebody gets injured and somebody is forced to overpay. I don't Oh, I don't like that for him. Right, because you still have this saturation of players. Like Ezekiel Elliott's still out there, like you just said. Leonard Fournette's still out there. Kareem Hunt is visiting today yeah. with who? Indianapolis. Colts after he went went to the Saints. Oh, by the way, Colts. Jonathan Taylor might get moved too. Yeah. So like we're gonna sit here and like, I don't know if I'm a team that has money and I ask myself, okay, like, I want to make an investment in the running back position with the player who's a splash player, like depending on what my draft capital looks like and my, my big contracts, I might be more inclined to go just trade for, try to trade for Jonathan Taylor than sign Dalvin cook. And also it sounds like Dalvin cook. wants a multi-year contract too. Well, here's another layer to this right now. We, I'm pretty sure he's got the opportunity to sign with the jets or the dolphins. Those are not bad football teams. Those are teams right. that we predicted both of them go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If they won playoff games, it wouldn't surprise they're legit contenders in my opinion. What injury are you waiting around for? Is it Rashad White in Tampa? You want to go be there to lead back? Like, what is this injury? That why why would you reduce your your options to that? Hard to say. I think he's trying to maximize his value, right? So if he wants a multi year contract, I feel like the big sticking point with Miami is probably like Miami salary cap situation is not going to afford them paying running back seventy million dollars next year. It's just not. So. That's probably a one-year deal where the Jets are maybe a, a multi-year deal, but it's been reported that like their offers, their offer. And from what yeah. I understand that that's kind of the situation Dalvin Cook's in where 
he has standing offers from multiple teams and it's just not where he wants the dollars to be. Yeah. Well, a couple of running backs did sign with teams. Ooh, good segue. Good segue. Kenyon, Kenyon Drake to the Colts, Melvin Gordon to the Ravens. I think that Gordon signing is more interesting than the Drake signing. Um, it's what's fascinating about Melvin Gordon going to the Ravens is obviously he hasn't played his best football of late. There's been ball security issues there, but the Ravens have had a lot of injuries to their backfield over the last couple of years. And, you know, JK Dobbins for as little as he's proven and what we kind of perceive the way he perceives himself, um, is kind of an interesting dynamic, right? Yeah. Really? Dude. Harbaugh saying that that he expects him back, but it's it's up to J.K. It's like that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, nah, dude. And I I would not blame Baltimore one bit for not budging on a, a long term contract and a, a a pay raise right now for J.K. Dobbins. He's already Dobbins been hurt. Dobbins is the kind of player who would really benefit from going out and playing really well this year to help. Ma- I think he's a player who can maximize his value with how he plays this year, but you got to play. Yeah. I don't, I don't think your resume at this point is going to have anybody leaping over themselves to, to give you a pay raise. So the, the Melvin Gordon added there, I agree. Um, probably what a adequate level starter at this Gordon. stage of the game for Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably fair. Um, it's an upgrade to the supporting cast though, because right is. now their RB two is Gus Edwards was a guy that we evaled as, as quality depth. Yeah, kind of a specialized type guy. Kenyon Drake to the Colts. Now, I mean, their backfield situation's a mess with JT and the trade thing, and he's banged up. Zach Moss broke his arm. He's out for several weeks. So that kind of puts, what, Deion Jackson in the in the driver's seat there? I like Deion And Evan Hull. Evan Hull, baby, let's go. Now Kenyon Drake, part of that mix. And, of course, Kareem Hunt's in for a visit. You know, Kenyon Drake, I, ever since he left Miami, I mean, he had a couple of games there with Arizona, but you always knew he was kind of a high-variance player when he touched the football, whether it was decision-making, ball security. Like, he has those occasional explosive runs, some good physical moments, but I think you're every time I've watched Kenyon Drake, as the sample size grows, I just see inconsistency. I would agree with you. Uh, I think that was a big reason why Miami moved when they did, and then Arizona makes him a bell cow, and, and from a volume perspective, you saw the home run hits happen more often. But just generally, I, I would agree with you as far as you know decision making and vision in the backfield. It's there's passiveness in turning down runs to try to create bigger runs, and then you leave yardage out on the field as compared to if you just consistently ran hard and put your put yeah. your head down and your pads down. So, um, I think he can be a viable rotational back for Indianapolis if they go that route. I would much rather see them sign Kareem Hunt for uh, the the prosperity of the running back room. And it, look, they they signed Kareem Hunt. Really makes you ask yourself what's going on with Jonathan Taylor, right? Like that this would now be two backs signed in a week. And I understand he's rehabbing away from the team to work on the ankle, but and I know what Jim Ursay said on Twitter. But if you've also come out and said we're not going to pay him. We're not paying him, and the world will keep turning without him. And if you have an honest, intellectually honest conversation about what your team's going to be this year, I don't know how you don't trade Jonathan yeah. Taylor. I agree. Um, what that looks like is fascinating. I saw Trent Richardson get traded for a first-round pick one time. I'm old enough to remember that. Yeah. I don't think oh. he gets that. <laughs> well, I mean – 
McCaffrey is, I mean, that does that deal set some level of parameters? Okay. Younger what player was, though. What was the McCaffrey deal? Was it two or three? Yeah. Some, a couple of mid round, a couple of day two picks. Okay. You floating, so, producing? 2023, second, third, and fourth round selections, plus plus a fifth round selection in 2024. Say that one more time out loud. A two, a three, and a four. And then a future five. Wow. Okay, wait. Do you think if somebody <laughs> offers that for JT, is that going down? For Jonathan Taylor? Yeah. I think multiple day two picks gets it done. And if you want to get into the you-know-what contest to milk some day three picks out, you can. Mm. But if Who's you said a two, a, a two, a three, and a five, or two, a three, and a four, I think that's the right stratosphere, unless you have a player of meaningful value with multiple years left on yeah. the contract that you could put in there as well. Nikhil Harry is a Viking. I'm not sure that's very interesting. He's wearing, what, number 28? People are losing their minds about that. Sky Moore yeah, is wearing twenty two, right? Number to play. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Is it's twenty eight? That it's AP. Why is anybody wearing twenty eight in Minnesota? That's like so a. If, if you have Justin thing. Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison, Jalen Rager, and say what you will about Jalen Rager, Nikhil Harry's not any not higher on the depth chart than any of those guys, right? No, no. So is there a chance that Nikhil Harry doesn't even make the 53? Like Brandon yeah. Powell's a special teams guy. Absolutely. Powell probably brings more value because he can return. Right. You're only going to roster probably six receivers. And you, you'll probably roster between Nwangu and what he brings in special teams as well. Yeah. And running back, rookie Dwayne McBride, Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler. I mean, you might roster four running backs. CJ yeah. Hammett, fullback. I don't. I don't even think he ends up making the roster. So, I don't either. let the preseason play out. Hopefully, we never see twenty in a wide receiver again from Minnesota. Run blocking specialist Mercedes Lewis is a Chicago Bear veteran leader. I like that for Chicago. I do too. Yeah, that's a good move. Man, they're going all out with the tight ends, huh? With Komet and paying Komet and Robert Tunyon and now Mercedes Lewis. Gives you some clues, man. We could see some 12s to 13 personnel out there in Chicago. I mean, they Creative should. Creative run schemes, when, yeah. When you consider the wide receiver room and DJ Moore and the upgrade that he brings, plus Pettis, and I guess Chase Claypool is as a big physical blocker. I, I love him as a, a gadget touch, but physical perimeter blocker to aid in your run game. Yeah. I don't know that he's somebody I would want I don't know what's what's the arbitrary number of targets you would ideally like to see Chase Claypool get in this offense. Forty, while acknowledging that he was traded for the thirty-second overall pick. You said I, for me, I, I mean, if I trade a second-round pick for for a receiver on a rookie contract, I'd like to think this is a seventy-eighty target guy minimum for me. It was a seventy-eighty reception guy, right? <laughs> it's probably right. 100, 110 targets, but right. It's, it's I don't just don't think that's who Chase Claypool is going to be, but. Uh, I think you'll see a lot of 12 with Chicago. And I think with the quarterback run game that they have and the, the numbers conflict that you can bring in that regard, you should. Uh, yeah. And then Roshan Johnson and, and Travis Homer and Dante Foreman as, as like big body backs, like they can really come at you downhill. I think they're going to be a really unique offense to play. The challenge is just not falling behind, although they did make a signing on the defensive side of the ball that we're going to talk about here in just a minute as well. 
Real quick on Teddy Two Gloves, is he's a, he's a lion? Um, Not yet, hadn't, hadn't shown up yet. Oh, okay. So he'll we'll be here next week. They said. All right, that's weird. That's weird, isn't it? It's weird. You're running out of time here. You got a, a football team to make. Signing with Detroit to be the backup quarterback, and he'll be here next week. We're two weeks into camp. Yeah, you kind of talking this... about he'll be here next week. What's he in Punta Cana? Yeah, I don't get it. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't get that at all. I don't get that. What uh, what I do get is heading on over to Underdog, folks. August is here. You know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month. So make sure you get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. It is the easiest place to play fantasy football. Underdog, that is. And it's the best place for best ball. All you do is one live snake draft. There's no waivers, no trades. And then Underdog sets your best lineup every week. So try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, which is the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back again this year, and it's even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, up for grabs including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. And folks, don't wait, because last year, the winner drafted their team in July. So there's no reason to wait. Head on over to underdogfantasy.com, or you can find them in the app stores. Use our promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. So if you put 100 bucks in, you get an extra 100 bucks on top of that. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You know what I love about best ball? Is it removes all of the manager margin of error. Right. It's like, oh man, I can't believe I had Tyree Kill, uh, uh, Jamar Chase, uh let's see who'd be in a like um dj moore and brandon ayuk maybe at an auction draft and you pulled that off um and i had ayuk as the receiver i left on the bench and he scored 30 points that's the worst hurt his hip right like best ball protects you from that and that's why i love best ball you remember kareem hunt was it his nfl debut he had about 10 billion fantasy points Yes. He's on so. everyone's bench, including mine. That would not happen in best ball. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, I don't think any uh, offensive linemen have spurned you or defensive linemen have spurned you in best ball, though. No, never. Not one time. My favorite move here as we shift gears to the linemen, like my favorite move of all the moves that have been made since free agency started was Justin Houston going to the Carolina, Carolina. Panthers. Man, like our biggest concern, we did that conversation in the last couple of weeks. My biggest concern with Carolina, outside of just everything coming together, was the pass rush opposite of Brian Burns. Hello, welcome Justin Houston, who obviously gives them an answer, but also like with a player like DJ Johnson that they traded up for and invested a reasonably high pick in to be a piece of this defense. I think a guy like Justin Houston will be great for DJ Johnson. Yeah, and I mean, so a lot, a lot of benefit here is either rookie DJ Johnson, Yeter Grossmatos, or Marquise Haynes. Right. 
and now have Justin Houston be a part, even if gross Matos takes a lot of first and second downs, right? Like that's where you gross Matos is good. Yes. In the early downs. Yes. And then you get that other pass rusher on, on third and seven. It's looking pretty promising. Yeah. I loved that move. Big time, big time acquisition. He's like ageless too, man. These pass oh, rushers really it, good last year. Yeah, man. These pass rushers can play later in their career. Cause you, I think you just become so savvy and, and like we love explosiveness, like of course, and flexibility, but sometimes it's about just how do you reduce angles? How do you yeah. soften? How do you, how do you take good angles, right? There's such uh, an element of experience that helps these guys, right? That's become second nature, man. And, and I think Justin Houston will continue to play at a high level for Carolina this year. Who else we got? We have Yannick Ngakwe to the, the Chicago bears. You want to talk about desperately needing, some yeah. reinforcements. It was enforcements. Travis they Don needed enforcements. <laughs> Travis Gibson, Dom Robinson, Demarcus Walker, Rasheem Green. Those are the top four edge rushers for the Chicago Bears. And then, oh, by the way, three rookies amongst your six defensive tackles at the top of the depth chart. You and I talked about this yesterday when we were chatting, and it's like, how many sacks does Yannick Ngakwe have versus the rest of the Bears defense? probably more than all of them combined in their career. Oh man. Gibson <laughs> Robinson, Andrew Billings, Zach Pickens, Gervin Dexter, Justin Jones, Jalen Holmes, Travis Bell, Demarcus Walker, Rasheen Green. Demarcus Walker's the Does he the have more what is it, 20, 30 sacks, maybe something like that? Float around. I mean, I mean I'm saying I would I'd be willing to extend this to every player on the defense Defensive side of the football. 19 and a half for Demarcus yeah. Walker. Sure, sure had that last, had that over the last, last two year years. for Tennessee. Ngakwe's got what, like 68, something like that? Yeah, dude. 65. Yannick Ngakwe, 65. Pass rush merchant with 19 and a half in the last two seasons, each with a different team. Yeah, needed it. Uh, he's not going to help him against the run, but that's okay. Right. Rush. Right. Long and late rush. What else we got? Dewan Smoot to the Jaguars or, or returning to the Jaguars. I know he's kind of coming off of an injury, but when he's healthy and available, I mean, he's such a nice player. Like one of those underrated guys, as I've studied the Jaguars throughout the years, I've, I've appreciated his game and another depth player there that, you know, you've got Josh Allen and you've got uh, Trayvon Walker, but I think they needed a little bit more there. And, and Smoot's a nice Nice depth player for them down the stretch once they get him back. Jags listened to the podcast. I remember us talking about the Jaguars pass rush and Dewan Smoot. It was what the X factor for, mm-hmm. for the Jaguars. And then like the next day they they re-signed Dewan Smoot. So yep. Jags listen to the podcast, which is great because we like your team this year. We think you guys are gonna yep. be good, as evidenced by the uh uh the ticker down here on YouTube. We have you guys projected for eleven and six in the division title this year. So props on Dewan Smoot. No offensive lineman, huh? Well, George Fant to the Texans. That's interesting because Titus Howard's going to be out for a bit. He gets the deal, right? And now he's going to be out for some time. George Fant, I think, is at this point in the game, is as good of a depth tackle as you can sign. And he's better on the right side, too. Which is where he'll obviously play for Houston. Right. I know he's, he's played both sides for New York, but I think if you look at his full body of work, I think he's better right tackle. And then so. the Titans, Titans threw a, threw a couple darts out here. Justin Murray and Chris Hubbard. 
which is interesting because they've, they've got some issues here at tackle, right? Whether it's uh, Nicholas Petit Friere at, at right tackle and him, he's suspended, right? A cut Jamarco Jones. Okay. Are, are we playing Skaronsky at guard or tackle? I feel like I should know that right now. But preseason starting this week, so I'll be fully oh, and up then to speed. Another rookie in Jalen Duncan. Dylan Radunes, who who's been kicked inside. Right. So like one of one of these dart throws is going to start at right tackle for the Titans. Yeah. Those are important dart throws. Speaking of important, what we would love for you to do is for tomorrow's podcast. Oh, good call. Yeah. Joe. We are we are planning on doing takes on takes, whatever you want to call it. So leave us a comment in the YouTube video for today. So if you're watching on YouTube, Leave your item, your take, your question, whatever you have. If you're not watching on YouTube, go to YouTube and leave us uh, the take or question or comment that you have. We'll 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 assemble the the best ones, the most compelling ones, and that'll be our podcast for tomorrow. Uh, and then we will be right back to finish with the back seven here on this episode of Locked On NFL Scouting. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, Joe, back seven. Did we slight Bobby Hart to the Lions? No, we didn't. Come on, man. That's my jumbo tight end. I'm sure it is. Well, <laughs> Happy to see him in Detroit. I hope he sticks. Do you? Yeah, because that means he's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you have an honest conversation, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnell, Big V, Penny Sewell, Matt Nelson, Graham Glasgow, Logan Stenberg. This Didn't they is a Fetty recently as well. Or did they cut uh, him? Or... Fetty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But is Jermaine Fetty better than Bobby Hart? Yes. You think so? Like slam dunk? You think so? Yeah. And then a rookie so. in in stall who they just acquired this offseason. So be tough. Uphill climb for old Bobby yeah, Hart coming in late. I don't think we helped anybody. Go ahead. No, we're going back. We're back seven. Well, back. I mean, there's some names here, Kyle. Some big names here. Um, linebacker, corner, and safety. What? What's? Uh, let's get the linebackers out of the way. The yeah. the yeah. Eagles. We talked X factors. Right? Was the linebacker core? They signed two. Miles Jack and Zach Cunningham. They signed their best two linebackers this week. These guys going to start? They they were both running with the ones like the oh, day man. after they signed. Wow, that's wild. No, that's it's not a great endorsement for Nicobe Dean. No, um, but obviously he's a second year player, right? I think it, it it's not time to pull the the panic cord for for Nicobe Dean, but. I think that veteran leadership was desperately needed when it's Sean Bradley, Nicholas Moreau, Davion Taylor, and Nicobe Dean. Like, yeah, the, the, Cunningham and, and Miles Jack, those are your best two linebackers based off NFL NFL resume right now. Yeah. And they've they've all they've played better football earlier in their career, both guys, right? Jack, Jack was rough yeah. last year, and he, Cunningham has been kind of an up and down player that teams have been willing to move on from in recent years, but 
it's an infusion of experience and something so, to the Seagulls linebacker core. I I don't want to give Howie Roseman any more credit than he deserves. But I do think it is a tip of the cap that you waited on a non-premium position and found veterans with starting experience who athletically should fit what you're trying to do and probably got them for super cheap this late in the game. Mm-hmm. And that allowed you to retain your cornerback combo and bring back some players on the defensive line. And you know what I mean? It's like they they, they prioritized early the groups that were really challenging and then got to this late stage in the game and still managed to find reasonable investments to make that still upgraded that room. Yeah. I think that's a nice lesson as far as the patience of the market. Like when we get to next March and somebody freaks out because their team didn't sign, like you can point to this kind of move and it's cost effective. The ceiling might not be as high. The floor might not be as high, but from a team building perspective, if it allows you to maintain kind of the pillars of what you are, it's it's an argument that's worth making to to continue doing that approach. Same, I guess you could apply some of that to the Steelers who signed Quan Alexander. Yes. Another questionable position group for them. I know they signed Cole Holcomb and Landon Roberts, but I mean, Landon Roberts should not prevent you from adding Quan Alexander at this point in the game as well. No comment. Well, no comment is everything we needed to hear. No comment. <laughs> A nice uh, veteran there for the second level of that Pittsburgh defense. Corner, we got uh, some very experienced players. I think they're both first-round picks, right? Marcus Peters to the Raiders, Eli Apple to the Dolphins. I guess Mm -hmm. we should start with Eli Apple in the aftermath of Jalen Ramsey and and the meniscus injury. They signed Eli Apple. What's the story here, Kyle? Well, I like that they didn't do what they did last year, which was they – waited through a couple corner injuries and then acquired Mackenzie Alexander. And then Mackenzie Alexander practiced like for one week. And then he tore his knee and was out Mm. and corner depth killed him all year last year. So being proactive and bringing in Eli Apple. And I think it was a one year, it's like $1.6 million with like $500,000 guaranteed. Mm -hmm. It's like very, very team friendly deal to bring in a player who I think is a reasonable fit in zone defense for Fangio scheme. He's played in complex defenses in Cincinnati. Yeah. He's been a starter. Say what you will about the variance of his play. I think he's your third outside corner. I think it's Xavier Howard. I think Cater Kohu from. I thought Cater Kohu in spurts, depending on who he was covering and what kind of on or off or press coverage he was providing, looked more sticky in coverage than Xavier Howard did at training camp for the week that I was down there. Now, Howard's got infinitely better ball skills. But Cater Kohu, in my opinion, should never leave the field until like Jalen Ramsey comes back. So that makes Cam Smith, at best, your third outside corner. I think it's Howard and Kohu. And then if you want to go nickel, Kohu can go inside and and, uh, Eli Apple can play outside. But there's also the element of Cam Smith, who has flashed daily he joe he's getting his hand on the football every day in practice i mean i watched him at south carolina gave him a hell of a grade so you it's it's uh he is uh and this is how you know he's it's a high dog praise. this is how you know it's high praise uh more than one person on the beat down there has said we have not seen a young player uh 
produced this kind of consistent ball production as a defensive back since Xavier Howard. Hmm. So, I mean, that kind of sets the stratosphere of expectation for Cam Smith. So I'm fascinated to see how Eli Apple holds in that. Um, and then Jalen Ramsey will be back at some point this season. So kind of a lot going on in a corner, but uh, I think it's a great value signing to make sure an area that kind of killed your defense last year does not get to that point again this year. Of course, the Dolphins would get a Joe Marino draft crush and then I have to live with that. So no comment. Um, there's a few of those on this roster. Uh, more than a few, more than a few. So, <laughs> so uh, here's the, one more comment on Eli Apple. We know he's a high variance player. Yeah, don't don't be a high variance player, but then also have your your social media persona, right? You got to you, you got to be careful. You got to have some self awareness there, my guy. Right. Um, but you know, the nice. Uh, I think it's a reasonable sign. I was surprised they didn't go with maybe some of the other guys that had some familiarity with Fangio, but I mean, they worked out guys. They picked the one they wanted. Uh, Marcus Peters is a Raider. That felt necessary. Necessary is the best possible word that you can invoke <laughs> with this cornerback room. Right. And like, look, I like Nate Hobbs, and I'm excited for Jacorian Bennett as like a nickel player. We had nothing else going no. on. And you got some rush, right? You got edge rushers and Crosby and Chandler Jones and so you let Peters and, and hunt Wilson. the ball. Yeah, ball man. Hard. Exactly. Exactly. You can. You that's helpful for your defense. Uh, then I John, I don't know. he doesn't move the wind needle though for Las Vegas. No, he? not at all. But it's, it's he'll be your best corner. But I don't know that he really moves the wind needle no, for that. Football. No, I, they got bigger questions, but that helps with one of their questions. John Johnson back to the Rams. Um, Great signing. Yeah, right. Like talk about a, another team that just needed NFL starting caliber players. And, <laughs> whoa, here's one for you. One that you know. Uh, John Johnson, here's my take. John Johnson will be the second best starter on that Rams defense. And they signed him two weeks in a camp. So the contenders are Ernest Jones and, and Jordan and Jordan, Jordan Fuller, Fuller. Are, the, are the two players that we graded as adequate level starters or better that are not named Aaron Donald. Didn't he sign a $10 million a year when he left the, the Rams to go to the Browns? Yeah, he, the Browns are the big money. And he never lived up to that, but he's coming back to this, this yeah, system. He's a solid player. Yes. It's another example of how you, like, at this point in the game, you can find some answers. Um, right. Just don't, just don't expect it at quarterback. Right. Offensive line. I guess edge rusher that you can for aging right. the, guys. Melvin Gordon's still out there. Melvin, no, no, Melvin Ingram's still out there. Carlos Dunlap's still out there. Who was the other guy that you got the name wrong on when you did your, your bold predictions and you're like, I know I always call this. Oh, it's a, Darnell Mooney. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> what is that? Mooney. That's a recent <laughs> thing. And then the whole world has let me know that I said the Saints would win the NFC North of multiple yeah. times. But that's also on you. You sat there and listened to me say it. I did. You never pointed it out. Did I you did. catch it or just? Uh, I honestly did not know because I knew what you were saying. All right. I checked my notes. The problem is I looked at my notes and my notes said NFC North. So I'm just going oh. off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're like Ron Burgundy. You can't just whatever you put on the teleprompter is going to read. Right. So less less notes is better. Um. So, yeah, like, there are still players out there, Kyle. I mean, Robert Quinn's still out there on the edge. Jadavion Clowney, Matt Ioannidis, hello. Shelby Clowney. Harris, Michael Brockers. with Baltimore, too. Who did? Clowney visited with Baltimore. Ooh, that's interesting for your uh, your bold prediction that Ajabo leads the team in sacks. He still might. I, I'm not sure Clowney moves the needle for me. Yeah. yeah. Jason Pierre-Paul's out there. Did you mention Melvin Ingram? Yes. Not to be confused with Melvin Gordon. Right. 
I would hate to see Melvin Gordon rushing the passer. That would be tough for him. Um, and then obviously running back is still flooded right now. Are there any other groups that have names that like your your eyes perk up for? Uh, Jarvis Landry's out there. So no. So no. Um, Kyle Van Noy, does that mean something to you? Um, Adamakong Sue, Linval Joseph. Yeah, those, those Eagles reinforcements on the defensive line still being out there are interesting. Dalton Risner. That's a weird one. You've kind of heard some stuff. Um, but that the the fact that he's like he finally got like in for a visit and still as a guy who started and is still young, the fact that he has not landed with a team, I think, is is kind of weird. Kenny Galladay, William Jackson, his career downfall has just been yeah. something, huh? Yeah. I thought he was pretty reasonable for a stretch there and then got traded for like a conditional future seventh by Pittsburgh. Weird, right? Yeah. Pro Bowl guard Roger Saffold can be had. Okay, Joe. (laughs) So, yes, the pipeline's pretty thin. We got it. Hey, did you see... um, Have you seen J.C. Treader lately, by the way? He's like retired, but... Like the I've former not NFL seen him recently, no. Dude, he's he's a, the latest NFL offensive line body transformation that mm. is just Google Google JC Treader. Is it Russell Okung esque? Is he his? Uh, it, it's I don't want to say it's to that degree, but uh, he went on. Was it McAfee? Yes. If you if you Google JC Treader McAfee. You'll find a link. And oh. we, did you did you do you see him? I do. I do. <laughs> NFL center, JC Treader. I saw him at first and I was like, who's this guy? Crazy transformation. You know, Jordan Gross is also one that stands out to me. Yes. That was quick. Yeah. That's how you and know guys you, are really retired. Meanwhile, then you have like Steve Weatherford, who looks like a pro wrestler now. Really? Go, we'll sign off. We appreciate everybody checking out the show. <laughs> Talk Rabs, he's Joe Marino, Locked on NFL Scouting. We're going to go down this rabbit hole for probably the next 20 minutes. Uh, Joe's going to Instagram search Steve Weatherford, and we will give you all an update again tomorrow. So appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you all again tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.